You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. The fun and games start after this. With St. Louis Acura's new buy online feature, picking and purchasing a vehicle from the comfort of your home or office has never been easier. And as we've seen from the latest challenges, having the freedom of your own vehicle makes more sense than ever. With low monthly lease payments on new Acuras and pre-owned inventory starting below $10,000, we offer affordable alternatives all covered by the St. Louis Acura promise that we support and service what we sell. St. Louis Acura is committed to becoming better than ever for you. The weekend just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claves Online, driven by Munganast St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me, I'm Andy Hanselman. And welcome on into another episode of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. I am Joe Roderick. He is Andy Hanselman. Andy, hello. Happy weekend to you. Joseph, hello again, everybody. I, uh, Andy and I uh, spent some time together this uh, this past week. Is Andy, you uh, you had quite a match in the uh, the morning after fan page club championship game on Wednesday, and uh, I tell you what, that was uh, that was about an exciting of an 18th hole as I uh, as I've ever seen. As you and Charles, is it uh, Godier that we uh, we decided That's what on? I was saying it, I was saying it's Godier. Yeah, he, uh, you and him had quite a match in the uh, in the match play and tied after 18 holes. My goodness. Yeah, um, I was, uh, you know, I, you were there, but I'll go ahead and tell the listeners about it. I was, uh, I was two up at the turn, uh, feeling pretty good about what had happened on the front nine and where I was. Uh, and then Joe, I missed a, uh, I missed a three footer on uh, on number one. And it, it kind of it kind of screwed my head a little bit and kind of sent me a little bit of a downward spiral. Spiral. I lost three holes in a row. We should and, mention you play. We play. You started on ten, so that's why you said you, you had one. Yeah. <clears throat> and um. And it just kind of went, and then we just went back and forth between being one down and one up and all square uh, over the next four or five holes, and I ended up tied with uh, a little bit of darkness. Now we had we had texted the committee. Joe, that's uh, Jay Randolph Jr. to you and me. And uh, he has suggested that we have a chip off to settle the match. And I figured after all that, uh, that wasn't really appropriate for uh, for a way to conclude that match. So we are going to do it again. We're going to rematch and uh, we're going to play on Sunday. Yeah, that's probably the smart way to go. I, I mean, my suggestion with that was to just wait till the final four and then you guys both show up and do playoff holes until there's a winner and then the winner goes on and plays in the final four. But this, I, I feel like this is a good way to go about it too. I, I feel like there's nothing wrong with the way you guys are uh, are doing it. And I, um, you know what? I, I look forward to hearing how the outcome of that goes and it was a uh, it was a fun long day on the uh, on the golf course and 
Yeah, you. It was not possible to get one more hole in, and they uh, due to the darkness. Yeah, no, we uh, we absolutely had to quit. I mean, there was literally no more light left. We had we had sucked it all out of the day. <laughs> yeah, so it was a uh, but it was a fun time, and next week we'll give an update on how things go with uh, course, with that. It, it, yeah, I appreciate you being on the bag and and helping me out and and being there for me, and uh, you know it means a lot. So uh, so thanks again for doing that for me. Yeah, I, uh, I I I was I was rocking my Munganass uh, Acura hat and shirt, so I was uh, I was well represented by the uh, the great title sponsor here of this now, radio program. Now we didn't have a Klabes Online sticker for the cart. No, I've been talking to Marisek about making me one, but it's like a one-time only use thing, and I don't know. Are they kind of expensive? I just, I mean. I would get like a bulk order of them, so I just don't know what else I would use it for besides a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> Is something that, that like you could put on your car on your road trips? I mean, we could do that. Yeah, I, I guess that's something that maybe we could do. But I, when and if we're able to start doing road trips again, I don't know how many people will care if uh, the Claves Online logo is making its way through their town. Well, you you, you just never know. I mean, you, you yeah. could you could be driving through Pontiac, Illinois, and then pulling through the rolling through the Taco Bell, and someone's like, "Hey, I know that that's Mike Claiborne's website. I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to listen to those shows." Yo, you don't think people in Pontiac, Illinois, know who Claves is? They know. I'm sure they know who he is. Yeah, trust me. People in Pontiac, Illinois, they they know who Claves is. They, uh, yeah, they. I bet Claves knows a few people in Pontiac, Illinois, as well. Hey, uh, this week's show, we have Annie Rogers of the MLB uh, MLB dot com coming up on the uh, the program today. So we will chat with uh, we'll chat with her for a bit uh, about just covering the Cardinals and uh, about the uh, the season that is talk a little bit about Thursday night's game and the, uh, and the way that she's been covering things like the Chicago road trip and, and whatnot. And then, uh, then my good friend, Stu Myrick, we, uh, we have him on coming up a little later too. I, and you know what? That's the weird thing. So Andy, you and I are recording this right now at about six 30 on Friday night. And there is no reason to have had a blues guest on because the blues are not going to finish playing until after midnight. And people are going to be listening to this, you know, 8, 9, 10 a.m. on Saturday or throughout Saturday and Sunday. So there's just, it's just kind of pointless to have a hockey guest on. What I hope is that the Blues win tonight. They win again this weekend in Game 7. And then next week we can talk about the uh, the second round and we can have a Blues guest on then for next weekend's show. So that's uh, that's kind of the hope of that. But uh, Stu and I get into a lot of different things. And he's just a uh, he, he's a good friend and a fun guy to talk to. So we will uh, we'll chat a little bit with him as well. And then we have a, uh, a golf-centric episode of Crack Slippers coming up. So a, a very golf-heavy episode of, uh, of Crack Slippers on the, uh, on the way. I do want to remind people, coming up on Monday, Klabes and I will be at Munganas Alton Toyota to do uh, lunch with Klabes and Joe. And Polo Asensio will be joining us there as well. Andy, Polo and I had a special guest on our Thursday edition of What's in the Cards with Joe and Polo as Benji Molina stopped by. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was sitting right there next to uh, Polo, and I said, hey, why don't you put it on speakerphone and let him talk to us, too? <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of times, Joe, that's how those special guests just kind of just kind of happen. 
Uh, yes, exactly. And that's, those are the, uh, the best kind of special guests. It's just like, hey, hand him the phone and let him talk. Right. What did, yeah. uh, what did Benji Molina have to say? Hey, you know what? He talked about uh, interacting with Yachty while Yachty was suffering from, uh, from COVID and just how anxious he was to get back there on the field. So we, uh, we, we talked a little bit about that, but I, I really wanted to get Benji's thoughts and uh, his other interactions with players about just playing in these empty stadiums and just how weird it might be for some of these guys uh, with the with the fake crowd noise. So we had a, uh, we had a good talk about that. So that's available up there on the website. I don't know if the, the um, game previews make their way to the podcast pages. And, and that just has to do with the fact that the shows are really relevant for about two hours. Right. Uh, we get them out there and we get them up. So going through and I, I see that, yeah, there's a few that they are up on. Yeah. So they're up on there. They're up on the podcast sites. So you can, you can see them there. And so, I mean, you could go back and you can listen to some of these. But like I said, we're, we're giving the lineups out. We're giving stats out for the uh, for the games that are about to start two hours from now. So, like, as you and I are recording this right now, the one that's available there is only good for about another 45 minutes. Right. So, it is what it is. I can tell you that, hey, today's uh, This Day in Cardinal History, though, might be one of the best that we have done so far. Oh, because really? Not only do we have the call itself, but Andy, we also have commentary following the highlight, following the classic Cardinal audio from Willie McGee. Andy, today's This Day in Cardinal History, three words, Brummer steals home. Oh, wow. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Willie McGee. Did you guys talk to Shannon about that one? No, it it was uh, just Willie. So Willie was in the dugout, and Claves asked Willie McGee about the uh, about Brummer stealing home. And uh, okay. I'll tell you this: Willie McGee uses colorful language to describe Glenn Brummer. Really? Yeah. Well, if that's not a nothing, cheap, yeah, I don't... yeah, and it's nothing vulgar. I'm going to say that it's nothing vulgar. But Willie uses a word and apologizes for his language using this word. <laughs> 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 and we're the best yes. guy, Willie McGee. Yeah, it's uh, so that's the, and I tell you, I think I have a feeling September's this day in Cardinal history are going to be the best that we've done so far, just because um, the way that we're going to go about doing them, with the way that Claves is going to go about getting some thoughts and uh, many, I think we're going to have a few different voices coming up in uh, in September for this. That sounds good. Yeah, so it's it'll be a good one. Hey, I tell you this too. So Saturday, as you're listening to this today, I'm gonna tell you right now, go check out my Instagram today because Andy, last year I started this program called 75 Hard. And it's helped me lose all this weight and get into really good shape. Andy, I started that program on August twenty second of two thousand and nineteen. Okay. So, Andy, today, as people are listening to this, it's August 22nd of 2020. Andy, I'm having a one hell of a cheat day today on my my eating. Oh, are you really now? Yes. Really going all fat kid? 
Yeah, so you'll, I mean, you could see up there, I mean, I, I, I've posted the before and after pictures, the 2019 to 2020 side-by-side pictures. So you get to see those. You, you get to you get to enjoy seeing uh, seeing what those two look like. Mm-hmm. But Andy, on the menu today is three different types of pizza. As I have, uh, I, I have a Giordano's deep dish pizza. Okay. I have a sugar or not sugar fire a uh, Cyberg's chicken pizza. Okay. And Andy, I'm ordering this from this uh, place in downtown Belleville. It's called Benny's Pizza. Okay. I've, ha- I've yet to have it before. I have yet to have it. I've been told it's absolutely delicious, but they have this pizza on the menu that I've been wanting to try for so long. Andy, it's Crab Rangoon Pizza. Oh, wow. Uh, that sounds like something that I, I would enjoy. Yeah. And... It's, it's so I, I guess it's, it's, like, it's like cream cheese for the sauce and crab meat. I'm not entirely sure. I just know that I have seen so many friends of mine eating this pizza, and they have told me how delicious it is. And it used to just be a special occasion thing that has become so popular that it's made its way on the menu permanently. Oh, wow. And I, for a large, it's like $25 for a large. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Which I would never, ever spend that much on a pizza, but I don't know. It's kind of a kind of a big day, kind right, of so a special so, occasion. So, so you ordered this thing. So you ordered this this crab rangoon pizza. Uh huh. And how was it? I, I Andy, no, I'm eating. No, I'm having it today. On Saturday. Yes, having it on Saturday. Yes. Oh, you're having it on Saturday. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So. Yeah, so that's what I'm. I, I've been talking as if it's already Saturday, and I'm ordering all this right now. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the way I'm kind of looking at uh, at all of this right now. So that's uh. So yeah, that's that's what I have. And then I also ordered uh, edible cookie dough to just snack on throughout the day as well. Well, that I mean, and why not? <laughs> it's gonna be such a fat day on Saturday, and I'm so much looking forward to it. Is it really like the first big cheat day you've had since you started this thing? Oh God, no! I've, I mean, I've had cheat days. I've had just days. I mean, I've eaten fast food. I've had, but I mean, this is the first one. Andy, I mean, that's really fat. Yeah, this is Andy. I uh, tomorrow will probably be the first day that I go over four thousand calories in a day. Do you want me to bring you a box of Little Debbie's to really help you out? No, I think, I mean, Andy, there's no, I mean, I'm going to be tapping out during this pizza thing. I, I mean, that's three different types of pizzas that I'm going to be making or ordering in. So that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be plenty enough. So it's, yeah, it's going to be hard enough to to eat all that stuff, but I'll I'll do it. And what I'm looking forward to most is weighing in at the end of the day. Are you gonna are you gonna document all this and put it like and put it on a YouTube channel somewhere? I will. I'll go through and I'll I'll do a snap story about it. I'll uh I'll definitely do that. Uh, okay. because yeah. So I'll I'll do or not snap about uh, Instagram story. I'll do an Instagram oh, story. Instagram story. Okay. Yeah, and I'll probably I may post some stuff on Facebook. I'll probably be tweeting along about it during the day too because it's gonna be a rough day, I would imagine. Uh, and then uh then yeah, we'll uh and that's the thing too. I mean, it's not like I'm taking a day off or anything like that. It's just, I'm going to eat like crap. Right. 
Yeah, and then get on a bike and go, you know, 30 miles, 25, 30 miles on Sunday. Right. See how that works. And then... Sugar fire. (laughs) I don't know what... I I mean, the plan on Sunday, Andy, is to do... Is to kind of ride from Edwardsville to Alton on the trails. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to try that out. I mean, it's it's a pretty direct route. It's not, though. That's the thing, is that there is a long stretch that you have to be on main roads. Like on Pogue Road. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So that's, yeah, that, that's the one where it's, it's, you know, a little sketchy to do, uh, to go on, on Pogue. That road's and, pretty, that road has a pretty wide shoulder. Okay. You're going to be okay. Flat to where, you know, the t- nothing's going to happen to the tires or anything like that. So, yeah. And it's also, it's a flat road. Now there is an overpass, a train, a train, uh, a train overpass. Yeah. So that's a little narrow. So you, so you have to watch out there. Yeah. That's, moving along at a pretty good clip. Yeah, that's, I, I would, I would think so. And I just want to see, I just want to see what this road's like. I want to see what this road's like because the ultimate goal is to eventually make it all the way from, you know, I want to, I want to do that road all the way out to Grafton at some point from your house. Not from my, oh no, not from my house, but like from Troy or Edwardsville. Okay. Yeah. Or get really, you know, or maybe go all the way into, into like oh, O'Fallon and go all the way from there. So we'll see how that goes. And then Monday I start a new 12 week program that uh, is going to be a little insane again. And so when we'll, you, uh, when you get off, when you get off the uh, Pogue road and get, actually get back onto the trail, I think that's called the confluence trail. I uh, I have it all saved in my phone already, so I can oh. yeah I could bring that up right now and I can tell you exactly what that uh, where that is or what but trail. That, so when you if you go right, you go to Alton. If you go left, that trail takes you down to uh, to Old Route sixty six, where you can ride your bicycle across the canal and then also ride your bike across the Old Chain of Rocks Bridge. Yeah, Andy, it's the Madison County Transit Confluence Trail. Yep. Yeah. Right up and uh, right up along the Lewis and Clark Boulevard. Yeah, right along Route Three. Yeah, so you're kind of in Hartford, and you you go that way across the uh, the berm onto the Great River Road. Yep. Yeah, so we'll uh yeah, we'll we'll take a look and see how that uh, how that works out for me this uh, weekend. And I said a new twelve week program that I'm going to do starting on the uh, on Monday. What's so, the program called? It's that doesn't have a name for it. It's kind of just something I, I saw a guy on uh, online do like a two and a half month program for for stuff. And I'm just kind of taking bits and pieces of what he did. And I have mapped out a 12 uh, week plan for uh, this one. I, I this one, Andy, is going to be more diet uh, focused on uh, on that. So it's really going to uh, it's really going to test me that way. So it's going to our- be a, a tough one. I think a lot of our compadres who listen to the show and, and are also members of other Facebook groups that we're all a member of um, are kind of familiar with the hard 75 that you did earlier uh, last year. Uh, is it similar in in that sense? No, no, it's it's really just this is all pretty much just sticking to it's a lot of more supplements and it's more of a muscle building slash diet uh, deal. So, OK, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so we'll, 
yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see how uh, how I do on this one. So that's uh, that's what we have coming. I don't know, Andy. I mean, that's the, the weird thing about t- tonight's show and going into the weekend is, is talking about the uh, you know, there's nothing really to get into with the blues as we uh, you know, as we don't have an idea of what they're going to do Friday night. So we'll uh, we'll just have to save that for the uh, the lunch show coming up on Monday when we talk about whatever it is the blues might do. So what we're going to uh, do now is just hand things off to Andy Rogers and Stu Myrick and uh, talk to them because, Andy, when we come back, it's a golf-centric episode of cra- or edition of Crack Slippers. Uh, very much looking forward to this coming up right here on Weekend Joes. We're driven by Munganass Alton Toyota, Munganass St. Louis Acura. And, hey, I cannot wait to get out there to the Alton Toyota store. See Jamie. It has been a while since I've seen Jamie in person. So uh, get out there on Monday and see him as I do the show with Klaibs and Polo out there at noon on Monday. And we will uh, we will chat with him and have the uh, have the lunch show coming up then. See all the new cars that they have in uh, in stock. I believe the Camry SE now has four wheel drive. That's what they've uh, that's what they've been showing off here a lot lately. That they've been wanting me to, uh, they've been wanting me to talk about. Yeah, the new 2020 Camry SE with the all-wheel drive option. So we'll uh, we'll take a look at that car while we're out there on Monday for the lunch show with Claves and Joe. Take a quick break. Come back with Annie Rogers, Stu Myrick, and then Crack Slippers right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura. You're listening to Weekend Joe now on ClavesOnline.com, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, also sponsored by the Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Sponsor of, uh, well, my many shows on many different platforms for about 10 years now. Collinsville Auto Body, they'll work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. That's 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville, Collinsville Auto Body. And welcome back in to Weekend Joe here on ClavesOnline.com, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura as we head on out to our first guest of the show today from MLB.com. She is Annie Rogers and she covers the Cardinals. What's up, Annie? How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I, what has this is? When did you start officially with the Cardinals? I started last May. So May that's what I thought. May. Yeah. So it's been, <laughs> I guess, a little over a year. Feels like ten years, but. <laughs> I mean, so you go in, I know, I know Jen and many of the other writers up there kind of helped you around and, and, you know, get you settled in. There was nothing, absolutely nothing to prepare you for this season, was there? There was not, no. It's not something we learned in, in J school over at Mizzou, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, we're learning as we go, learning as we go, that's for sure. <laughs> so what was, uh, you go down to your first spring training last year and – at some point in March, they just tell you to go home. I, what, what were you, I mean, what were you thinking at the time? Yeah, I mean, I was excited to go to spring training, um, to have my first full season, uh, you know, to be able to kind of relocate in Jupiter, get into the swing of things, um, you know, kind of feel myself get a little bit more established on the beat after just not knowing what I was doing at all um, last season. But 
you know, and, and it started out really well. And, um, and, you know, I felt like I was kind of getting my feet under me. And then all of a sudden, you know, spring training is canceled. And I just remember covering that last game and sitting up in the press box with, you know, a lot, a ton of fans below us. And we're seeing tweets, you know, from some of the national writers, like, spring training is about to be canceled. Spring training is about to be canceled. And then the Cardinals are playing um, on the field. And it was just like this surreal moment. Um, so, you know, they finish up the game and they go around to the, go around to the clubhouse and uh, finally get that press release from Major League Baseball saying that the, the spring training was canceled, the season was postponed. And I was like, wow, you know, it didn't really register to me at first that I was covering such a historic time. Um, but once I finally got home, you know, in late March and um, kind of had <laughs> like four months of sitting around and putting stuff together, um, it kind of hit me that, you know, hey, we're you know, I'm learning as we go in this historic time. And um, it's been, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. What's the, what's the most creative thing that you were able to write about during those, those four months? I really enjoyed writing. Uh, I wrote a story about Stars Park um, for the, for Jackie Robinson Day, um, the St. Louis Negro Leagues team that was, that played here in the 1920s and 30s. And I, I did a lot of reporting for that. Um, and I really enjoyed kind of learning about the history of it. Um, you know, we kind of leaned back on historical content that whole time, just because there was really nothing, you know, in those early months to kind of move us forward, uh, you know, look toward the season, because no one really knew what was going on. So we, you know, leaned a lot on historical content. And I was really excited to be able to, you know, research that and report that story. And, um, you know, it's kind of, it was really good that I did that because, you know, this season they were able to, uh, they're, they're renovating Stars Park again for Harris Stout State University. And so I've been able to kind of lean on that reporting that I did and, and have a lot of knowledge going in, going into that. So that was really fun for me to be able to research and, and write that story. Yeah. And then just this past week, they, they announced that the upcoming Cardinals Royal series is going to be they're, they're going to wear the throwback uniforms and do uh, kind of honor those, the, the stars and the monarchs. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think that's going to be in September and it's, you know, it's going to be so cool. Um, just kind of a salute to the Negro leagues and um, you know, the, the Royals are going to wear the monarchs jerseys and the Cardinals are going to wear the stars jerseys. So that's going to be really cool to see. Going into the season and the way that we've covered it, I I've yet to be to Bush stadium this year. I don't think I'm going to head down there at all this year especially I know that they have the the capacity limitations and everything there's no reason for me to be down there what has it been like from last year to this year covering I mean, we've only had a handful of home games there but what what has that, that that been like just that routine being so thrown off yeah it's, it's a little weird I mean you know zoom interviews and stuff is something that we've definitely had to adjust to um you know it's kind of strange going especially you know last night with the walk-off win you know all of us are rewriting our gamers and trying to get, you know, try to file a deadline um, for, for that last out. And um, we go straight to a Zoom interview and we don't have to run down to the clubhouse or, you know, fight the crowd to get down to the elevator. And that's, it's just like another thing that we just had to adjust to. Um, so, you know, I, I think like, you know, every time I've covered a home game, I, I kind of realized that the, the press box itself, besides for our mask wearing and generally staying away from each other, is pretty normal. I mean, we're all continuing to do our job. Um, you know, it's when you look up and you see all those red empty seats and then you hear the fake crowd noise, that's when you realize nothing about this is normal. So 
um, it's been, it's been strange. It's, you know, it's been fun at, fun at times. And, you know, at the end of the day, you just kind of sit back and, you know, you're doing your job, but you're also covering an historic, an historic thing that's happening. Yeah, the the idea of running down or taking the elevator down, if that's if Zoom meetings are something they want to do at Wrigley for the rest of time, yeah. I would be all for that. That is uh, <laughs> never again would I want to run from the press box down to a post game meeting at Wrigley. Yeah, that was one of my first road trips was Chicago um, last year, and I just remember following you know, Derek Gold of the Post Dispatch, yep. trying to keep up with him. <laughs> running down the concourse and I'm I'm like what is happening like this is I did not expect this you know Jen had told me a little bit about it uh just you know before going into it but I I was not prepared so I'm trying to think if there was a game before the first one that I covered at Wrigley because I know one of the first things I ever did at Wrigley was the 2015 playoffs and there they had you kind of all spread around and apart and I didn't have clubhouse access that year but I think it was a series before that I went and it was the same way that yes like I saw where Derek was (laughs) going down the ramps because he knew how to navigate it and he knew how to zig and zag out of everybody and I just remember trying to just keep my eyes on Derek's head and figure out where he was to figure out the right way to get down to the press box. So I I think that's something that you and I could teach all future people that cover the Cardinals at Wrigley Field. Look for Derek Gould's head. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) But, and I remember just doing that. The playoffs seemed so much easier then because being in the auxiliary and not really having a seat they didn't, the security there too, the Cubs, the security did not, they were so unfamiliar with making the postseason. Security just did not care where you went, anywhere in the stadium. So that was nice too. But you yeah, get a seat, you get a seat in the press box. You write for MLB. You're, you're one of the important <laughs> ones that you'll, you'll get a seat if that ever does happen again. Mm-hmm. But with the Zoom, I, you are, you're probably the youngest one that covers the Cardinals right now. So what, was that difficult having to make that transition to the, to the Zooms? Um, technology wise, no, I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty easy to do, but I think just like, you know, access wise, it's hard, you know, we, we go into the clubhouse and we can, any player that walks through, we can ask, Hey, you have a moment, um, if we have a question for them. Now it's kind of, you know, we rely on multiple people to kind of get those, those players in front of the camera for us. So, you know, that has really adjusted the way that we do things. Um, you know, it's not ideal, but at the end of the day, nothing about this season is ideal. So I think like a little empathy for everyone involved is, is kind of key when you go through it. I mean, it's inconvenient for everyone to, to have, you know, to have Zoom interviews. Um, but, you know, this is what we have to do for now. And, um, you know, I hope moving forward that we're able to, uh, we're able to kind of get back into the clubhouse um, when it's safe to do so. Yeah, it's all the other, you know, where the baseball itself is almost a month into the regular season this weekend, and the Cardinals obviously had a two-week hiccup in there as their uh, as they had to deal with their with their COVID scares. But the amount of players, I can't imagine just having to keep track of all of the players that have come through this roster so far. For somebody that has to write about it and somebody that has to cover it, like like you have I where I how how I guess comfortable are you with that 40-man roster right now 
Yeah, I've, I've kept a running list. Uh, it's, it's right here on my laptop. Um, kind of just, you know, the numbers, who's added, um, because even if they're optioned, they're not taken off of the 40, man. So I keep those people on there and I try to have an active roster. Um, but it's, I mean, every day this week has been, you know, adjusting that list and, and uh, figuring out who's still on, who doesn't count, who doesn't, who maybe doesn't count toward the injured list because, you know, if you're on the COVID injured list, the team can choose to not have it count toward the, toward the number of injured or number of roster players. So yeah, it's a lot of moving parts. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying my best to keep track of it. Um, luckily the, the Cardinals PR staff is helpful if I, if I ever lose a name. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's something I've, I've definitely leaned on that list a lot uh, over the past couple of days. The eye-opening one for me was that first game back against the, uh, the White Sox last week. And it was in the first inning where on, on TV, on the Fox Sports Midwest feed, they put up that screen of all of the players on the injured list and mm -hmm. then listed all of the players that they had called up. And it really looked like a full roster. It looked like it could have been a 25-man roster. And you look at that and you realize everything that happened the past two weeks and just the, the impact that that made on, on the team. And it, was, and it was kind of surreal when you think about there are how many other teams around baseball that had no issues at all and haven't had to deal with that. And now this weekend we see another series canceled in New York between the Mets and the Yankees because – the Mets aren't sure what their outbreak is going to look like. And you got to wonder, I mean, what, what do we have four or five, six weeks left in the season? If, I mean, how many of these teams are going to be affected by this and somehow the West coast is, has been untouched so far. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think, I mean, honestly, when the Cardinals went through this, you know, I was talking with my, with my editor and, and I said, this isn't going to be the last time that a team has to deal with this. And obviously we see that with the Mets and, We've seen it a little bit like the Reds had a scare um, this past week. And, you know, every time a, if a positive case pops up on a, on a team, then, you know, it's kind of in crisis mode. You know, let's figure out how best to isolate this. Let's, you know, hold off any games, you know, do daily testing and everything like that. Because, you know, what happened with the Cardinals, you know, two weeks, almost three weeks, really, um, of their schedule being paused just can't happen, really, because – you saw it's a daunting schedule for the Cardinals. I don't think any other team wants to go through that. When you look at your expectations of this team going into the season, I mean, if you look back, if you go back all the way to March with what your expectations were for this team, where are they now at the end of August? It, I mean, is there any reasonable expectation that you can even make? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think this past week in Chicago kind of, you know, they got back on the field. They were able to see where they're at. They came away with four and four record. Um, and, you know, 500 on the road is, is Schilt said this, you know, it's good in a normal year. And uh, to be able to do that under their circumstances was also, uh, you know, pretty admirable. Obviously, they want to have a winning record. But, um, you know, I think they treated this weekend, this week as kind of, let's, uh, let's see where we're at, really, after 17 days off. Um, you know, that's a really long time for for them not to do baseball activity. As far as going forward, I, I'm not really sure. I, I don't know really what the expectation, reasonable expectation would be. I mean, obviously the team wants to make the playoffs and, and there's even a chance, you know, that they can with the expanded playoff roster or, or expanded playoff format, Mike, excuse me. Um, but, you know, I think they're really just, let's just get through each day um, because they've got, you know, luckily right now in this stretch, they don't have 
another doubleheader until next Thursday. And that's, that's a good thing that even though there's no off day in sight, you know, they've got, uh, they've got kind of the normal nine inning singular, singular games uh, to go, to move forward. So um, as far, yeah, as far as expectations, I, I don't really know what, what the reasonable you know, outcome would be, um, but obviously, you know, they're all hoping make the playoffs and, and see what happens from there. I think it's so telling that just the other day, Jack Flaherty did not make it out of the second inning of a game. And when you look at the calendar and you see that we're on the tail end of August and Jack Flaherty struggling to throw two innings, you would, I mean, it should be reason to freak out, but I don't think I saw one person really kind of freak out over that. It was just kind of, okay, first game back. All right. You know, we'll get him again in five days. We'll see where he's at there. But then it's weird to see on the other side of things, Adam Wainwright, how good he was last week in Chicago, the way that he really kept them in the game on Thursday and went seven innings after struggling in the first two. And you kind of look at those two things and you, you wonder what, what, yeah, what a reasonable expectation even is. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's something that everybody has to understand is this is going to be an individualized approach plan for every single player um you see with adam wainwright it's it's all based on the resources they had during these quarantines adam adam wainwright was a, was able to you know continue on a throwing program at his house in st louis jack flirty couldn't do much in his apartment in st louis so it's it's kind of you know it's going to be individualized for every single person and so obviously they're going to have jack flirty on a on a lower pitch count just be able to see, you know, see what he can do and make sure everything is working well. And, you know, hopefully he'll be able to extend um, as, as he moves forward. But yeah, I, I think everybody when watching these games has to understand. And even with the players coming back from the COVID injured list, um, you know, everybody's going to have an individualized plan and approach. And it's, you know, as Mosaic, as John Mosaic said on Thursday, you know, it's not a one size fit all approach to, to this. We, uh, as we, you know, look at some of the other things around the season, the Dylan Carlson experiment right now, or I guess the call up, he's not lighting the world on fire. Is there, is there any reason for concern there, or are we just still looking at it as he's just a kid? I think, you know, I, I don't think there's any concern. Um, obviously, they would like him to produce, but I don't think they want to. I mean, they always said that if, he's going to come up, he's going to play. And so, you know, they want to make sure that he has enough games under him that it's not just, oh, you don't produce, you're out of the lineup. Um, and I think they've, they've done that with a lot of their players, you know, one, one, two, three bad games, not, not going to make, you know, the entire lineup change. Now, I know I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they give him a day. I mean, he's been, he's been playing, he played all eight games in Chicago and, um, you know, on Thursday as well. So, um, I think it's kind of just a kind of just a moving parts situation with what their outfield looks like, um, you know, where he's needed, and then also to make sure that he's getting the bats he needs to continue to develop. Are you planning to cover any road games at all this year? Uh, I, I'm not sure right now. Um, you know, obviously we're not travel. Uh, my company is not traveling to start start the season, and now obviously we're a month in. Um, I think just kind of taking it day by day and uh, series by series really is, is our approach. Um, I miss traveling a lot. I miss going to road games, but you know, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, the health and safety of everyone and myself and everyone around me. So um, I continue to do what I can and, you know, hopefully bring, 
do my job to the best of my ability. Absolutely. Well, uh, keep up the uh, keep up the good work. I will see you on whatever Zooms uh, we have for the Cardinals coming up <laughs> anytime uh, soon. You are one of the few people because you actually will ask questions. You're one of the few people in there that keeps the camera on for oh, those yeah. uh, for those Zooms, which is important when you actually want to ask questions people like me that just kind of lurk on there and you see too I mean people don't even know when I'm on there they they have Klaibs's picture on there because I use his account so people don't even know that I'm on there they just see Klaibs is uh there and they think that it's somebody important like him and it's not it's just me so I'm I'm truly uh in there in stealth mode on those uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> those meetings but Annie we uh, appreciate the time uh we will catch up again soon yeah absolutely thanks for having me Annie Rogers, she covers the St. Louis Cardinals for MLB.com. You can find her stuff over there at cardinals.com and read all of her uh, game recaps and her special features, all that stuff right there each and every day. Thank you so much to her for joining us here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota, which, by the way, hey, me, Claves Polo, we will be at Munganass Alton Toyota on Monday for lunch with Claves and Joe. Don't uh, don't forget about that. So we will be out there in Alton, Illinois, coming up on this Monday. Hey, this show also is sponsored by Kevin Miller. I, I want to say Kevin Miller of Caldwell Banker Gundaker, the, the Miller team, but now it's the Miller Meyer team. You see, he has talked his longtime fiance out of out of the uh, retirement of the real estate biz. And the two of them are with the housing market the way it is right now at this part of 2020. That the houses, you're they're putting houses on the market. They're the houses are selling that same day so the two of them together are helping people in st louis buy and sell their home the housing market could not be any hotter than it is right now for buyers and for sellers if you're looking to buy that if you're looking to buy a home you got to get with uh with kevin and lisa and you got to talk to them about what you're looking for so when that house comes on the market boom right then and there they are getting in touch with you to make sure that that house that that perfect house that just got put on the market becomes your home uh with kevin miller and Lisa Myers of the Miller Myers team with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. Give Kevin a call, 314-503-4999. That's 314-503-4999. Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. We take a break. We come back. My friend Stu Myrick from The Horn down in Austin, Texas. We're just going to shoot around a lot of different topics with him right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com. Recent events have shown that life can turn in an instant. This has caused many people to realize that estate planning is essential. The Inskip Law Firm is here to help with everything from trusts and wills to power of attorney, deeds, and probate. They have systems in place to service your needs without having to have an in-person consultation, flat fees so that you know what you're paying ahead of time, and they make the whole process easy. Call now, 314-818-0344. Just a quick chat and you decide together what services are right for your situation. That's the Inskip Law Firm, I-N-S-K-I-P. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. 
And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, right here on ClavesOnline.com. Now, for our next guest, I, I, I went out, you know, we, we already had Annie Rogers on. We talked a little MLB, a little Cardinals with, with her. With the Blues playing Friday night, I was not about to stay up till 1, 2 a.m. and then ask Jim Thomas to come on and record an interview from Edmonton for that. Uh, we've already got your baseball stuff down. And you know what? I, I wanted to do something for me. I wanted to go and talk to a friend of mine that I haven't seen since January and have not uh, talked to him as much as I usually would around this time of the year from the horn down in Austin, Texas. He is Stu Myrick, and he joins us now on Weekend Joe. Stu, what's going on, my friend? Dude, man, it's uh, it's great to hear your voice. I am actually, I'm away from the the beautiful ATX. I am in Mount Ida, Arkansas, taking a few days of rest and relaxation. Very nice. That's uh, that's well needed by uh, by so much. I I know that that's something that we've we've talked about doing here. But it, it you know if you can just get away from it all and from what you were telling me about that town, it does sound like social distancing is is not something that needs to be really enforced <laughs> in that town. It just does it naturally. There is there is no worries about social distancing. There aren't there are enough people here to worry about social distancing. So it is a good spot. Stu, the last time that you and I hung out, and for people that, that follow me on social media or, or listen to the show, they've, they've seen, Stu, they've seen you, they've seen our adventures uh, from Super Bowls to WrestleMania to other wrestling events. That, that The last time that you and I hung out was down in Miami, down at the Super Bowl, without a care in the world of what was going on in, I guess, the rest of the world at the time. And it, it seems like that was so, so long ago, when really it was only seven months ago. It, it's it's like a lifetime ago. You and I, last time you and I were together, we were with, with Howard Balzer, and we were friends from the UK, and we were, it was, the Super Bowl had happened, and the Chiefs had won, Patrick Mahomes had lifted the trophy, the proud Texas Tech Red Raider, and you and we were all celebrating a successful week down in Little Havana, this little luchador themed bar and cafe in Ben Miami. Boyd. Ben Boyd brought friends from uh for other international friends too that he That's met right. at the Super Bowl. Yeah, we we were just throwing I, I we had more people in this little luchador taco <laughs> bar than they had seats. Yes. Probably we had more people in that luchador taco bar than there are in this town where I'm where I'm staying in. I still will talk about the street corn that they had at that bar. Yeah. That street corn, I don't think I drank it all that night. I think I ordered three different orders of that street corn that they had because it was that damn good. It, I tell you what, street corn, you know, co fr coming from a guy from South Central Texas. You know, where I can get street corn at, you know, a lot of places, it was really good street corn. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a fun week. And now we uh, we do this. So tell uh, this is, you know, a question that I've been asking a lot of people. And now that we're it's you know, we, we have sports back on the TV, but the world is definitely not anywhere close to where it was. But for a long time, we didn't have sports. What is one of the most creative things that you had to do that you had to dig down deep and find in yourself during a time with no sports? Oh, man, I tell you what, you know, being in Austin, Texas, you know, we are 
course, you know, the home of the University of Texas, home to the Longhorns. Uh, it is a progressive town. You know, uh, we are, we are as, as I like to joke, we are the fleck of blue in a very red state. Um, we, we've had things like, because we, you know, we are split between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. We have done, we were a Texas Rangers radio affiliate for Austin. So we've done like all time Rangers at certain positions. Uh, of course, you know, talk about the Cowboys. Um, we, we went so far as to start rebroadcasting classic Longhorn games not, and not just football. We were doing basketball. We were doing baseball. I know we replayed the two times when here in the last last decade or in the 2020 aughts, I guess you could say, when the Longhorns won the College World Series. Um, of course, we've replayed the 06 Rose Bowl, which if you live in my part of the world, you see that every every few days on the Longhorn Network. Uh, it's been it's been really creative. A lot of lot of lists, a lot of you know finding yeah. out like which you know what potato dish is popular in what state, for example. <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been just grasping at straws, you know. Because and we're again we're in the heart of Texas. So while baseball is wonderful and basketball, the Mavericks are are making their drive and everything. We're still, we're still the, you know, football's king. Right. So right. We'll get to that. By the way, Stu, did you, uh, in all of those classic replays, did you guys happen to play any games from the 2011 World Series? I'm trying to remember. I... Because if you did, you probably should stop at about game five. That's because, true. Because, uh, yeah, game six and uh, game seven just did not go your way. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, That is, I could not tell you how many times on TV and radio here in St. Louis, game six was played. The World Series itself, yes, but game six, I mean, that that gets its own day dedicated to it for uh, for how that uh, how that ended here in (laughs) here in town. You guys probably I mean, is we, we always hear about how crazy high school football is in Texas. I mean, there's TV shows made about it. You see all the NFL players that are products of of Texas high schools. Could you guys play old high school games and get ratings off of that? I I bet you we could. Now, in Texas, the 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 uh, oversight body is called the University Interscholastic League. That's the body that oversees all Texas high school athletics and other competitions within high schools. So they have a weird, they have these weird rules about telecasting and broadcasting games. Like for instance, up until this year, we could, a a TV station could not broadcast a high school football game live on Friday nights. It's been that way forever. It's, It's an absolutely archaic rule, but because of the pandemic and because of everything that's been going on, they have decided to waive that rule for this year only. So this year, for the first time in, I think, ever, there will be Texas high school football games on TV on Friday nights, which is wow. a huge deal. So you're going to see, like, for instance, I, you know, I'll, I'll go to my part of the area and the, the school that I cover. 
Lake Travis, which is in Austin, Baker Mayfield's alma mater. Okay. I covered Baker Mayfield when he was there. Um, Lake Travis and Westlake High, which is the home of Nick Foles and Drew Brees. I, and... I knew I knew that area sounded familiar, yeah. Okay, so that's a big rivalry, huge rivalry in Austin. So that game will likely end up on television live when it happens. Now, it's been weird because high school football is, is going to happen weirdly. They've, they've decided to do this thing where these smaller schools, what we call 4A all the way down to 1A, which, by the way, 1A is basically six-man football. All mm-hmm. those schools will start on time. They'll start end of August, go through their season, no problem. But all the bigger schools, 5A and 6A, which is, again, Lake Travis, Westlake, schools like Allen, out, right outside of Dallas, those schools won't start football. The, they won't start practice until the second week of September, and the season doesn't even start till October 1st. So it's going to be just a wild and woolly year in football season in the state of Texas. That is that. Why? Why are they starting the bigger schools later? Because I would think bigger schools means more money, means more resources to make sure they're all safe. Well, that's what I would think. But, you know, again, I I really don't know. I didn't hear. I've never heard a good explanation for that. Now, understand this is all leading up to, of course, the state championship games, which always happen at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, now they've got to split that because, again, all the small schools are going to finish up on time like they would, which is usually in, in the state championship would happen the weekend before Christmas. But the bigger schools, their championships aren't going to happen until maybe a week, week or two before the Super Bowl, if we get a Super Bowl. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, speaking of Super Bowl, that was something that that was actually as something I did want to talk to you about because we've seen the bubble work in the NHL. I mean, to perfection, almost it's working in the NHL. We've seen the bubble working. I mean, it's been almost flawless in the NBA as well with the bubble they have down in Orlando. The NFL had so much time to come up with a plan for this year. Would it have been possible with the amount of colleges and the the massive high school stadiums that are in Texas and the resources down there, would it have been possible to create a bubble for the NFL to play in Texas? I think so. I I absolutely think so. I mean, and you're right. You look at not just AT&T Stadium in in Arlington, not just NRG Stadium in Houston, but you look at, you know, college stadiums, like, again, home to the Longhorns, Daryl K. Royal, Texas Memorial Stadium in Campbell Williams Field now. Uh, you look at Kyle Field. You look at McLean Stadium, Bowman Baylor. And then, yes, the bigger high schools. Again, I mentioned Allen, just outside of Dallas. They have a they have about a 50,000-seat 50, stadium right there, right outside of Dallas. Uh, <clears throat> there, is, there, are, there were ways to do it. Now, I don't know how, you know, it, it, I don't know if it was as feasible to do it with the NFL, Although I guess you could just say, just like the NBA, NHL, no fans. We're going to play here. You got to stay here. You could use uh, the Star at Frisco, where the Cowboys train. 
they've got a they've got a beautiful hotel right next door, and everybody could stay there, play there, go to Arlington, what have you. I I just I wonder why it took so long because again, like like you said, when we saw all this starting fall fall into place, it was like okay, NFL, you need to start planning, you need to start thinking about this, and then we didn't hear anything, and in fact. I've I've talked to a couple of the PR folks for the Cowboys. They still don't they still don't know how they're going to handle media. And we're and, what two weeks two three weeks away from the start of the NFL season. Three weeks, three weeks. It's crazy to think that we're three weeks away because we're not getting any preseason football this year. And as you as you look, I mean, Dallas the the Cowboys are one of the teams that they are planning on having fans in the stadium for that first week, right? That's correct. Jerry Jones has stated he wants to play in front of his fans. Now he and he has not put a percentage on it either. We've heard like the Ravens are going to go like I think 20-30%. We've heard uh other teams say the same thing. You know, we'll go 20-25%. Jerry has not put a percentage on it. And again, that stadium, ATT Stadium can seat 100,000 plus. Will they will they say okay, we'll go 25%? I don't know. Uh, governor Greg Abbott, the governor of, of the state of Texas, he has ordered that these uh, you know, these events can go up to 50% capacity, but it's up to the local local city, the city authorities. Like for instance, we're having the battle, they're having the battle between the University of Texas and the city of Austin. UT wants 50%, you the city of Austin wants zero. So they're trying to see if they can come together maybe meet in that middle 25%, which will be about 25-ish thousand fans. Uh, you wonder what, what that battle is looking like in the city of Arlington with, between them and Jerry. God, that's, I mean, all of this, and it just, to have all of this confusion still going on this far into, uh, into the pandemic, it, it's really frustrating to still have questions about some of this stuff. And as I mentioned before, Stu and I have, uh, we've been to my, my only WrestleMania that I've been uh, in the stadium for in New Orleans. And then we were together at New York for the uh, WrestleMania there. We've covered other wrestling events together as well. So Stu and I have made our rounds doing that. And I, I, I have really liked the product that AEW has put out with the way that they've had to do it recently, Stu, with, uh, at their, the, uh, the facility that they're using. I am really looking forward as this is going to air Saturday morning, but I've already seen the videos from the Thunderdome at the Amway Center in Orlando. <laughs> I, I'm telling you what, I'm really looking forward to what they're going, what SmackDown is going to look like and what SummerSlam is going to look like on Sunday because it looks pretty cool and it looks like it might get us back to actual wrestling and promos being cut in front of fans. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. WWE, God bless them. I, I get this sinking, you know, fear in the, in the pit of my stomach that this Thunderdome concept is basically going to be lipstick on a pig because some of their story, some of the storylines have made no sense. Uh, for an example, I I point you to Retribution. Uh, some of the stuff has, they've just been, you know, they've been very inconsistent with stories. And I'm wondering if it's going to be the initial wow factor with the Thunderdome, 
and then let's see what they do. I hope I hope they do it. I hope they do exactly what you say. And I hope it's a fantastic product. You and I both have friends that that work in WWE. We hope they have a lot of success. I'm just I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm going to wait and see. You look at AEW though, and AEW has stayed the course. Now they are very lucky because of Tony Khan. They've got that facility there by TIA Bank Field, the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they've got Daly's place. They've they've been you know very uh, very very consistent with their testing and everything. I talked to Dustin Rhodes quite a bit. Uh, he lives not too far from me, and the protocols and everything that they use have been good. And you know AEW, it's you know it's the kind of wrestling that I grew up with. It's simple. It's you know storyline drip. It's like you're going for a championship, and here's what's happening with this. And it seemed very straightforward. Not a whole lot of overthinking it. Yeah, you get a lot of flips and everything that what you expect. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens going forward now that AEW is going to start bringing fans back into into Daly's Place at about a 10. I think they, they're going to start at 10 percent. If it's good, if it goes well, they may go up to 15 percent capacity. So I'm excited to see that the Thunderdome with the with the virtual fans like what we've seen in the NBA. That'll be interesting to watch. And uh, let's hope they don't have some sort of like. Uh, somebody get that gets on that virtual fan wall and decides to go into business for themselves. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I think that yeah, that's going to be uh, pretty covered. I did see, I saw the NBA game uh, today, or it might have been from last night. That little Wayne was on the uh, one of the screens for the uh, during the Lakers game as he was uh, as he was you know enjoying some recreational activities. Right of course. <laughs> on the screen. Of course. <laughs> and it was picked up right there on the TV. So I uh I, I don't know. I, I would imagine there'll be a lot more children maybe on the uh, screens for the uh for the WWE. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, at uh, least it's at least it's not college football where we you know, you can't figure out who's where and these these people are playing, but these people aren't. Oh, I it's... yeah I was so I mean what's that doing I, I'm just trying to think of all of the schools in the state of Texas right now all the colleges in the state of Texas a large amount of those big schools are in the Big Twelve but then you have a school like Texas A and M which is in the SEC and you already have some of the smaller ones like the SWAC that have just called it off for the whole season mm -hmm. I, how do you I mean how are you keeping track of of this. Well, you know, it's been it's been interesting. The Big Twelve, you know, Bob Bowlesby, God bless him, Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big Twelve, is about as interesting as a wet sponge. I mean, you talk <laughs> about a cure for insomnia, and the fact that that they decided to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, it, it felt like he was waiting for somebody to make a move so he could follow along, and it looks like that's exactly what happened. He. Decided to follow the move of the SEC and the ACC. Um, we've also heard the rumblings about, and we know this isn't going to happen, but Nebraska, because of the Big Ten deciding to shut down football for the fall, Nebraska has made rumblings about, hey, maybe we'll go back to the Big 12, which won't happen. I know Texas fans would love that because during their Big 12 run, 
Texas was nine and one against Nebraska. Had some great battles, but Texas almost always came out on top, starting with that first Big Twelve championship game. Um, it's it's hard. It is hard to to figure out. It's hard to follow. We've got not only, of course, the Big Twelve schools. We've got the Sun Belt schools like Texas State and Sam Houston State and those schools, which I believe are still going, but we don't. You know, you look over to the the FCS schools and the Division Two and Division Three. You're right. They've shut down. And they've shut down all their fall sports. So it's not just football. It's volleyball. It's, uh, it's you know, all the all, everything that happens in the fall. So we don't know. We're going to, you know, as right now, Texas starts the season September 12th against UTEP as their one non-conference game because the Big 12 has said we'll play non-conference games in one non-conference. So that gets them to 10. So they get the, they get the one non-conference game on September 12th. And then they travel, I believe, to – oh, they travel on September 26th to their first Big 12 game. So I think everybody's just waiting to see what happens when Texas and UTEP get on the field. Let's get past that. Then we'll we'll see what happens from there. Oh, it's – you know, it's it's fun to have sports back – I never expected it to be this confusing, but here we are. And Stu, I don't, man, I, I'm telling you, it's the end of August. Right now is the time of the year that you and I should be texting back and forth every single day with Airbnbs <laughs> that we are going to get in whatever city we are heading to. And damn it, it just sucks right now. It does. You're right. I mean, you and I should be making our plans for Tampa, um, you know, making sure we have our list of parties that we're going to try to get into. That doesn't start till December. That That's that, true. that that doesn't but start we, till hey, November. It's December. never too early to never too early to look at them. Right. <laughs> but you're right. And and right now I just want to see if there's a season. Yeah. I I really do. I don't know and that's the other thing. What is if if we have a season? If we have an NFL season, 16 games, playoffs, what is what is Super Bowl 55 going to look like in Tampa Bay in, in February, 2021, is there going to be, for instance, you and I both in radio, is there going to be a radio row? Are there going to be people to talk to? You know, it, it, there's, there's a bunch of questions that have not been answered yet that we don't know yet. As, as I said earlier, we're just waiting to see if the season even starts um, because the NFL is going to do it like Major League Baseball. We've seen the troubles Major League Baseball's had with the positive tests and, you know, teams having to shut down for a week or so. Is What happens if, if say, somebody from, you know, let's say what happens if Ezekiel Elliott tests positive, what happens to the Cowboys that week? You know, what happens to, if Deshaun Watson tests positive, what happens to the Texans that week? If it, especially if he gets late in the season, we get into November, they're, they're, you know, working towards the playoffs. I mean, there is, for as excited as I am about football coming back, there is so much uncertainty that is coming with it. And, it's it's kind of what we just have to wait and see. Yeah, it's 
it's true. It's uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll uh, we'll get there, and we will get back on the road soon enough, Stu. We'll uh, we'll make something. We'll make something work here uh, soon enough. That's uh, that's for sure. Hey, you uh, you go back to having your nice birthday weekend down in Arkansas. Uh, hopefully, you catch something down there. You catch some fish and have a uh, have a nice relaxing weekend. What are you drinking down there? What's uh, what's the drink of choice? Uh, it is it is. I went simple. I uh, went with some Bud Lights just to keep it simple, nice, easy. You know, something to drink all day. Uh, I may hit may hit a little little whiskey here later, but you know, kind of keep it nice and simple. Sounds good, man. We will talk soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. That's Stu Myrick of the Horn down in Austin, Texas. God, I, I hope that he and I can get back to planning something here sooner rather than uh, than later. Always a good time hanging out with uh, with Stu. Hey, this is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. Also sponsored by the Inskip Law Firm. Hey, the Inskip Law Firm, uh, don't hesitate to give them a call for any of your estate planning, your wills, trust, power of attorneys, any of that stuff. And anything they, they have that's uh, COVID-related, they have the steps in place to make sure that you are comfortable, that you are, you are safe in dealing with them. They, they have all the things covered. You can give Corey Inskip at the Inskip Law Firm a call. That's I-N-S-K-I-P. That's I-N-S-K-I-P, the Inskip Law Firm. My guy, Corey Inskip over there. They are committed to your satisfaction. Give them a call today. Email them. Find them on, uh, find them on social media. Any way that you can uh, go about it, Corey Inskip is there to help you. Hey, we take another break. When we come back, Crack Slippers, Andy and I will uh, will rejoin you and wrap things up right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota, right here on ClabesOnline.com. Maybe you've been thinking about doing some home improvements. Well, the timing has never been better to do those projects. Let's drop your rate and get you the cash you need to make those improvements today. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. The Home Loan Expert LLC, NMLS number 1326241. And welcome back in final segment here of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Alton Toyota. It's Weekend Joe, Joe Roderick, Andy Hanselman. Here we are wrapping things up on another weekend for you. Uh, Stu Myrick, Andy Rogers, just with us. Uh, the, today's color scheme, by the way, because of Stu, I, I made it the University of Texas colors. So, oh, very nice. Made it, yeah, made it the uh, the burnt orange of the University of Texas for uh, for Stu. I had another one in uh, in mind. And you know what, Andy? I'm just going to move that one over to uh, next week uh, because sometimes it is a little difficult to find some of these uh, a good color scheme, a good uh, a good way to go about you know a good color to use each and every week. Last week was real easy as I used the uh, the STL uh, or the yeah the St. Louis City SC colors, and it was actually I, I saw Matt Seebeck commented about the uh, the color use last week. Yeah, so, I saw that. Yeah, I I just want I wanted to say to him he has no idea how happy it made me that somebody commented on that. I was I, I was, was just tickled. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> they like being noticed for your efforts. Yeah, so I I do have a good one for next week. 
So we'll save it for that. Um, and I, I had it for crack slippers, but I'm going to save it for that as well. Andy, as uh, we, as I uh, hand things off to you for uh, the intro. Sure. Some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news. We picked those stories up here on Weekend Joe. These are the crack slippers with Joe Roderick on Claims Online. Andy, I said it was going to be golf-centric, but then I remembered I had this story, and I have to do this story first. Okay. <laughs> Andy, you're familiar with auto racing and the, uh, the pace car, right? Sure. Well, shortly after wrapping, this, uh, wrapping up last weekend's Xfinity race, the, uh, the crew was for Mike Harmon Racing. The Xfinity Series, Kyle Weatherman is their, uh, I guess, is their um, driver. Okay. And they, their car, the number 47 car, Andy, was stolen. Stolen? Yes. Like Andy. Their stock car. Their stock car was stolen. Yes. Okay. It is the... I guess it's the national anthem car. The and I thought that was like maybe the car that drove around with the flag on it at first, but no, this is the car that is the the national anthem is the I, I guess the company or something. I, I don't know how this works, but they are the it's the we stand for the national anthem car. Okay, Andy, it was stolen from a Cracker Barrel. Oh no! <laughs> Boy, someone must have really wanted. Around five fifty-five a.m. on Sunday. Now, Andy, these cars are worth. I, they they listed the value of this car at four hundred thousand dollars. Oh my goodness, Andy! They're 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 offering a five thousand dollar reward. Oh, they, they they might need to up that a little bit. They want to get their car back. Yeah. I wonder if there's a follow-up, if, if anybody's uh, found it yet. I, uh, I, 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 as I look through, nothing I'm seeing says that it was, that it was found. I mean, I'm seeing stories from two days ago, and still nothing has, uh, has found it. This reminded me, as everything circles back to wrestling... As last year, Chris Jericho won the uh, won the first ever AEW Championship belt, mm-hmm. and then he went out to dinner to celebrate the uh, celebrate winning the belt, right? And had it stolen from him. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think which uh, I'm trying to think of which restaurant or. I'm trying to think that he went out to celebrate. I, I want to say it was at a Texas Roadhouse. I thought he had went to no a Longhorn Steakhouse. Why is Chris Jericho going to celebrate a Longhorn Steakhouse? Maybe not he likes it. Not that there's anything wrong with Longhorn Steakhouse. I don't know. Maybe he just really, really enjoys Longhorn Steakhouse. Possible. Okay. Maybe that was the closest thing. Maybe that was the only thing that was open. Could have been okay. I mean, Andy, there. I I would, you know, if I wanted to celebrate something, I would go get a McDouble and not think twice of it. Really? Yes. I'd go to Carmine's. 
No. Hey, you're just wanting something to taste good to you. All right. Yeah. Andy, oh. for the yeah the next crack celebrity, you sent me this one as uh, Tiger Woods, professional golfer, seems to have found a uh, a new job, huh? He sure did. So uh, of course there there was lots of talk uh, over the past week about his son Charlie, who I believe he played in a played in a junior event down in Florida, and beat the field. He shot a he shot a three under thirty three, and beat the field by five shots. I, I would imagine that Charlie Woods is one hell of a golfer. I mean, you, you, they, they have a driving range in their house. Do they really? Yeah. Like a, a virtual one you're talking about, right? Yeah, but then, you, but then you can also turn around and hit balls outside. Okay. From inside the house. All right. So you can, you can, you can hit into the, into the, uh, um, into the, into the uh, flight scope. The the, uh, the the monitor in one direction, then you turn around and you're hitting balls outside. God, just the, the thought process to put that in your house is is something else. I mean, I get it. Like, it's Tiger Woods, so it makes perfect sense. Tiger also has an entire workshop in his basement. Uh, I, man, I may not be his basement. It could be on his main floor. I don't know where it is. But it's for him to, he'll grind his own wedges down. So uh, the, the big part of chipping and pitching is the bounce. It's what's called the bounce on the bottom of your wedge. And basically it's the curvature of the steel as it hits the ground and how it reacts with the ground. Tiger is taken to grinding his own wedges. I have seen the uh, I've seen the setup he has. It's pretty cool of all of the different clubs that he's ever used. Yeah, that he's kept every one of them, and the way that he has like a wall built yes. where he can put the clubs in there. That is really really cool. There are actually there's a lot of PGA PGA Tour players that have that kind of wall. Yes. Brad Axon has one of his putters. Justin Thomas has one. Ricky Fowler has one. Um, you can find all the you know. It's pretty much it's kind of like. PGA Tour Cribs, and you can find it on YouTube. And they go around and they and all these guys really, they really tinker a lot with their own clubs. They really don't rely on the manufacturers and their and their sponsors to to do that stuff for them. Yeah, that's a, it's a uh, it's pretty neat to uh, to see those things. I uh, I very much enjoy that uh, that side of uh, things. And then Andy also this weekend. Uh, you don't. You don't. Ha do you have a PlayStation, Xbox, any kind of gaming console? I have an Xbox 360. Okay, so this doesn't so, really. No. Uh, yeah, this still really doesn't uh, mean anything for you. But the new game PGA Tour 2K21 came out this morning. I've already uh, purchased it and I started playing around with it a little bit. It's very, very different from those old Tiger Woods games that you played. I guess there have been games that have come out. The last golf game that I played was the Rory McIlroy game that came out like five years ago yeah. where you could still put like the ridiculous spin and the power and everything behind it. So I guess they've made it to where this is like a real golf game. I've heard that. You know, I've tried to play some games on my computer and my, I think that my video card is just not powerful enough to handle the the graphics that are needed to do it because I couldn't even like complete a shot. A single, like, like, like on the practice right. drive, it wouldn't let me, it wouldn't let me progress past it. 
Yeah. So, uh, and I've never just taken the time or spent the money to upgrade the computer in order to do it. Um, I've thought about buying a gaming system specifically to play that game, though. I, uh, I'm looking forward to getting into it, diving into it. I've already joined a group that, uh, that I'll be able to play with. So I'll, uh, I'll have my fun with, uh, with that. And so I'll just be all golf and FIFA from, uh, from here on out, I guess. I, 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 I guess yeah. How's your I, FIFA career going? Oh, it's a, Andy. It's incredible. I mean, soccer fan, Joe, I mean, I have built quite a team. I, I am the, I am the head coach of Fulham FC. That means football club. Right. And Andy, so the owners of Fulham are the Khans, Shad oh. Khan and family. So See? I didn't realize that when I took the job. Yeah, so I work for Shad Khan. And Andy, I've built my team around the two premises that I've built my team around. Speed for the scorers and height for my defenders. Oh. My my four guys, my wingers and my strikers, Andy, all in the speeds of 90s. All my defensemen, all my left, my fullbacks and my center backs are all at least six three or taller. Oh wow. Yeah. Size is what I uh is what I go for. And I was uh I was just promoted from the uh the Champions League up to or the championship league, whatever it was, up to the Premier League. So I am oh. now in the Premier League. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, we're uh we're in the Premier League and I also qualified while I was in that the championship league, I also qualified for the Europa. So I'm playing in the Europa because I won some cup and I, I qualified for this. So it's it's a whole thing that uh I am uh, I'm getting myself into and Still playing quite a bit of uh, of that. I mean, when you have eight minute halves, those games just fly by. I mean, I can oh, sit yeah. down and play a whole game in twenty twenty five minutes. Right, absolutely. Yeah. If it actually took ninety minutes to play it, it might be a little annoying. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine. I just, I, I couldn't have. I wouldn't have the patience to do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't have. Yeah. Any. Well, congratulations on your success in your FIFA career. I'm glad you finally made it to Premier League. Thank you very much. That means so much. <laughs> Andy, I'm very, I, <laughs> I'm very hashtag proud. Andy, good luck to you on Sunday. We will talk soon as, so. we, uh, as we wind down uh, this episode of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura and Munganas Alton Toyota. I am Joe Roderick. He is Andy Hanselman. Have a great weekend, everybody. With St. Louis Acura's new buy online feature, picking and purchasing a vehicle from the comfort of your home or office has never been easier. And as we've seen from the latest challenges, having the freedom of your own vehicle makes more sense than ever. With low monthly lease payments on new Acuras and pre-owned inventory starting below $10,000, we offer affordable alternatives all covered by the St. Louis Acura promise that we support and service what we sell. St. Louis Acura is committed to becoming better than ever for you.